Welcome to episode 15 of the Lonely Fan Sports Show. I am Josh Anderson. In this episode, I will go through the Monster Energy AMA Supercross Series Indianapolis Round 3 of 3 of Round 6 of 17. Sorry for the delay. Like I said in the previous podcast, I just did. I got forced at work. So this is a couple of days late. In this race, Justin Barsha got the whole shot. You know, he has been hit or miss on the starts, but uh, round one, he got the whole shot and he was able to hold off Ken Roxon. Though in this race, Roxon was able to basically get around him right away and just and basically just get away. And so far this season, at least in these races, Roxon has looked great. And it, it's starting to scare me that Roxon is realistically running away from this series. And I, I it's kind of looking like maybe, you know, everyone was kind of looking like... It, it's always interesting when you look at all the preview shows, it's like... Ooh, is Tomac going to defend? Is Roxon going to find his flow? Is Webb going to return to the 2019 form? Is Zacho going to show his... Is the outdoor title going to put him over the edge? Is Ferrandez or is Sexton going to come in as the rookies? Is AC going to sh- finally put it together? But we see with Roxon, maybe he so far with winning three in a row for the first time three in a row for the first time in his career is he going to finally put it together and be one of the oldest supercross champions ever and one of the things that Roxon has struggled with in his career has been passing guys you know in general and, you know, it, 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 the one thing he can do in motocross, especially, is pass guys early. And if he can do that early in Supercross, he's, if you can apply that to Supercross, which he has been, he is golden. Now, late in races has been an issue where Cooper Webb has been able to capitalize and that's why he's had so many issues. But in his last three wins, nobody has realistically been able to touch him. He's held off Eli Tomac, Cooper Webb, and now Barsha, which is great for him. Now he has opened up a 16-point lead over Cooper Webb. Now, it is a long season. There are still roughly 11 races left, and we are within the COVID, so you don't know if something's going to happen. I'm not trying to insinuate anything. Uh, We just learned that Alex Ray tested positive for COVID, so we have to be careful. We don't know with contract tracing or anything, if anyone else. We just don't know, but for Kenny... We have to be get glad for him because he's had such a rough time. Now, when 
I thought about this over the last few days, and I think this has been for Supercross the best season that he's ever ridden. I will take this version of Ken Roxton over even over the 2017 and 2016 version of him. And the reason why I say that is because he's not crashing. And when you look at the 2015, 2016, and 2017 versions of him, he had a lot of speed in those three years, but he was plagued by crashes every single year. And at least in 2015 and 2017, he crashed and got hurt and missed races or was out for the year. Obviously, in 2017, he injured himself and almost wrecked his entire career. Uh, 2016, he crashed out, at least in Vegas and uh, the Monster Energy Cup. So we have to... Just for him, winning three races, first time in his career, gaining this momentum. Now, where he's going to have to be very careful in the future races is going to be the three Atlantas and the Daytona. Those are going to be races where Eli Tomac is going to be extremely strong. If he Because the one weakness where I thought... Ken Roxon was going to have is going to be the Tuesday races. So far, he has not been weak at all. He's been extremely strong. So I, I realistically right now don't see a weakness in his game. So far, he's only had one bad race. That was a bad start, and he was able to battle up to fifth place. So... I just, right now, I don't see many flaws to his game. He, he doesn't look like he's getting really weak. And outside of jumping a red cross, cross flag and uh, a mistake from Dean Wilson, he probably should have a full race lead right now. And good for him. Now, Justin Barsha crashed into Vince Freezy. And because of that, Eli Tomek went down, cost both a lot of points. Barsha finished 19th. Hopefully he's not hurt too badly. This really hurt Eli, though. Eli dropped down to 7th place. He is currently now a full race down. And when you're looking at his championship prospects, it he basically has to beat Roxon every single race from here on out he, he can't really afford to lose to Roxon and that's really going to be hurting Eli because he really has not been looking like the 2020 form or any other form he he kind of is looking like the 2016 version where he looks to be just a step behind everyone now I understand he won one race but he didn't really look like Eli to me he kind of looks like outdoor Eli where he he, he, if he gets a start, he has a chance for a lead or a, for a win. But other than that, I don't know. Is this the last year for Tomac? Because unless he finds another gear, this is this is becoming worrisome. So it, it might be one of those things where he reaches that 27-year-old marker and that, that, might, that might be it. Uh, it's... It's, it's just one of those things where 
Villapoto, Dungey, they, they, the guys who have been... Now, I understand that Tomac hasn't won the championships that Dungey or Villapoto have, but he's won a lot of races, and, I mean, he's got the outdoor titles, but you reach that age mark, and... It's like is is he is he gonna be is he gonna be done and and Cowie has to be looking like, come on man you gotta start winning we're we're paying you probably the highest salary in in the in the field right now and we need results because right now he is third in the championship but until he starts winning some races he ain't gonna catch up to Roxon. Uh, Cooper Webb. Got second place. Uh, he battled up to that. Uh, got uh, third off to start. But as I said before, Cooper Webb, unless he starts with Roxon, he really doesn't have the raw speed to catch up with Roxon. And that is, that's always going to be kind of a Cooper Webb problem, I think. And he is 16 points down, and unless Webb can engineer some starts and get into Roxon's head, he's going to have some issues. And I, I wonder if the first two-round struggles are really frustrating Cooper Webb right now. Marvin's, Mar- Marvin Muscan got third. He got the third-place podium, podium. He benefited from the uh, Justin Barsha and Eli Tomac, Eli Tomac mishap. Uh, first time. Uh, this is the best result Marvin's had since round one. Uh, I, I really don't think Marvin's had a really good year so far. Uh, I don't know if it's the air shock, but Marvin's starts have been god-awful. So that has contributed to the issues Marvin has had all year. So we'll have to see if this any type of momentum helps him the rest of the year. Malcolm Stewart tied a career best fourth place. He's had a very up and down year. Uh, Round one had a really, really good result. And then he's been pretty much quiet. And now he uh, gets a fourth here. Now, like I said, he did benefit for a fourth here. But either way, it is still a fourth. Adam Adam Cicerillo got fifth. He was a fourth-place start, but dropped back to... I mean, obviously, he dropped back. Still has a little bit of an injury issue. I thought, honestly... I, I'm, I This season has been underwhelming. I understand he got the surgery cleanup on the arm and the wrist, but I felt that he was... I was realistically debating him to be my championship pick as a fan. And I went back and forth between him and Tomac, and uh, I'm with Roxon dominating. I'm proven to be wrong on both. And right now, Adam should be a lot better than what he is. And I'm, as a fan, I'm extremely disappointed on where he is right now. Uh, Jason Anderson got sixth. That's better than where he has been but still not near where a former champion... Now, he was gifted that championship, let's be real, but realistically, he should be better than sixth place. There's no reason why a former champion should be running in sixth place. He should be getting better on his starts and, and, and at least something. Show some resemblance of life. Uh, Eli Tomek got seventh. Dylan Ferrandez got eighth. Uh, 
13th off the start. It's, again, with Dylan, he's going to have to get better on his starts. His starts are terrible. They're awful. It's just... It's going to be a continuing thing throughout his career. I, I don't know what David Villeman is working with him. It's no matter what bike he is on, his starts are terrible. They're worse than Eli Tomac, and I, I don't understand how that's even possible. But Eli's starts have actually been solid this year. So for Dylan, if you want a shot to do anything, get your starts better. Uh, Joey Savacci got ninth. Another top 10 finish. If if you're uh, him, that's where you want to be. Zach Osborne. I, I don't know what to tell. I I do know what to tell you. This is what I expected. He This is where Zach, Zacho is on Supercross. He's in the middle of the road. People were expecting a lot more, but this is what you're getting. He started 11th. He finished 10th. And... Unless he gets a start, this is where he's going to run, and he is exactly ninth in points. So his championship hopes are pretty much over. Uh, Aaron Plessinger, 11th. Uh, realistically, kind of middle of the road. Some races he'll do better. Some races he'll finish here. Now, Aaron really hasn't had any bad races, so um, good for him. Uh, Justin Brayton finished 12th. Uh, not much to say about him. Uh, better, better than last, better than Tuesday's race. Uh, Brock Tickle, thirteenth, uh, getting better. Uh, he uh, started the season going through the LCQ and finishing in the bottom half of the field, but he is getting better, which he has to be proud of. Uh, Vince Freezy, um, where to go with Vince? Uh, I have I'm a little behind on uh, other podcasts, so I have not listened to his defense yet. But I, I I don't know what to say about Vince. He's he's realistically got to get out of people's way. I understand that flaggers have been terrible this year, but he always seems to be in people's way. He got the um, he got the piss beat out of him by. Um, uh, Weston Pike, he just doesn't know when to learn. I really don't know what's going on with Freezy this season, if it's the bike or whatever, but so far this year, he, he just has not been good, and now, when he's getting in the way of other riders, it's, it's realistically just glaring, and the fact that most fans do not like him, it's realistically not helping his cause. So, you better just honestly just Put his head down and just, just, just get his motos in, please. Martin Davalos, fifteenth. Not much speed going on there. No flash from Marty. Uh, last year there was some cool, cool aspects to him, but I, I don't know what's going on. Maybe age is finally catching up to him, but he's kind of flying all over the place, hitting the concrete. Not seeing any uh, starts from him this year. I, I. It would be interesting to see, are, are they experimenting with air shock? If they're going with the spring shock, I don't know anything about him. Uh, Justin Bogle got 16th. Not good Not good at all. Uh, Kyle Chisholm, 17th. Uh, Chiz is going to Chiz. Uh, Carlin Gardner gets another main, 18th. Uh, Justin Barsha crashed 19th. Seven Deuce Deuce 
getting into another main, good for him. 20th, Cade Clayson. Way to go, man. Getting into his second main of the year. 21st. And then Benny Bloss. Don't know what happened to him. He got 22nd. So that was the 450 main. The way the points are working out are Ken Roxon's first, Cooper Webb is second, Eli Tomac is third, Adam Cincerello is fourth, Justin Barsha is fifth, Dylan Ferrandez is sixth, sixth, uh, Malcolm Stewart is seventh, Marvin Muscan is eighth, Zach Osborne is ninth, and Aaron Plessinger is tenth. Uh, all right, so. Before I get into the results, uh, we need to talk about uh, Jet Lawrence a little bit. So, there, I posted a co- kind of comments to the Jeremy Malat of the uh, Red Bull. He, he's a Red Bull guy, and Lucas Myrtle actually kind of liked the tweet. And here's here here's my comments about Jet Lawrence. He's, he's an awesome talent. I think he he's shown skills that is going to be a potential talent. talent. I, I, I've said multiple times, I've tweeted this out, I think he, well, unfortunately, it depends upon which uh, coast he's going to be on because Forkner's, I, I believe Forkner will probably be back in the 250 class next year and depends. But if he's on the opposite coast as a Forkner, uh, Jet Lawrence will probably win the 250 Supercross Championship next season. That is what I'm extremely predicting. With that said, Jet Lawrence, the amount of coverage that Jet Lawrence is getting is extremely frustrating to watch for me personally. And a lot of people like my tweet too. So there were, there was actually quite a lot of interest in this tweet. And my, my issue is I have no issue with people with, with the Red Bull series or the video of him, a video of him at night with the lights on or him in the hot tub or any of that. Those are cool things. You're showing on personality. Him with the donut. Or even him calling his uh, brother a girl. Or him specifically doing any interviews outside of the race. But Feld is pushing him to a certain point during the race telecast telecast that I kind of want to puke. And it's my own personal opinion. Because when a race is when when he goes to the LCQ, what other 250 rider is going to get a podium interview for the LCQ? No other rider in the field is going to get an interview for winning the LCQ. And I'm like, come on, dude. And so far, I I remember in the 2019 season, maybe. A couple of riders, like a fourth place or a fifth place, and I think Daniel Blair covered it in his podcast where if if they have time, they'll do the fourth or a fifth place rider. But if Jet Lawrence finishes like anywhere near the top five, they'll give him a damn interview. And I'm just like, no, he 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 didn't finish the podium. He doesn't get an interview. 
So I'm, I'm just like, can we, can, can we slow down a tad? Do, do we need to push him? Do, do we have to pu- can, can we just slow down on Jet J- just a tiny, just a fraction of a, of a bit, please? That, that's all I'm saying. When it comes to, I understand we got to show personality, but show some personality of the other riders to grow the other riders too. Because when you're only, I, I understand that a lot of the other riders not necessarily going to have the personality. So you're, I mean, and, and Jet's going to be extremely popular. But when you're forcing them down our throats, you know, you're going to have a lot of resistance towards that. And I'm like, do we need, I mean, do we need that every two seconds? No. I, I just, that's just my opinion. And I, I, and I could be wrong. But it just seems to me that there's a push for Jet Lawrence. And can we just, on the telecast, when he's not on the top three, can we please just dial it back? He can have the personality during the interviews. I'm not saying that he has to run through his sponsors. That's not what I'm saying. When he finishes within the top three, he can have all the personality in the world because running through the sponsors is irritating as hell. But when he doesn't finish a top three, or if he wins the LCQ, we don't need that interview. That's not what. That's not the standard protocol. Okay. All right. My Jet Lawrence rant is over all right so colt nichols uh came around the got the whole shot but went down in sorry mitchell oldenburg actually got the whole shot but colt nichols took the lead right away he actually went down and because the field is so not stacked um he actually got up and was able to finish third he actually bat finished uh, Jet or he uh, was Jet Lawrence. Speaking of him, surprised that uh, he didn't uh, make um, Colt angry with all the. Uh, how do I want to say this? Trying, trying to prevent him to get past. I'm saying that very nicely. Either way, Colt got past Jet to finish third was able to prevent the points lead to go to Christian Craig, though, who was able to win the race. Christian looked great, uh, probably got a lot of confidence back. I guess Christian lost a lot of confidence from losing the points lead the way he did because the points lead actually went up to 11 by Colt, but because uh, Colt lost five points, Christian is only down by six. Either way, Christian... Led 20 laps, looked good. Uh, he'll have one more race before the break to um, on Saturday to get the lead even closer. Uh, it's going to be a big race for Christian to get the momentum back. Uh, Joe Shimoda earned his first real his first real podium, I think, if you want to call it of the year. He looked great. He had a great. Um, I want to say it's a great showing in this heat race. It was the first time that I actually show uh, I saw flash from him in his uh, heat race. So maybe he's starting to show some flash. But either way, he got second. He's starting to show some growth. Hopefully uh, Pro Circuit keeps him on the team next year. Uh, Colt Nichols got third championship-saving performance. Uh, Mitchell Oldenburg got fourth. 
I, I thought he should have got third. I really don't know what happened towards the end of the race. His lap times really cut down. So I don't know if that was a fitness thing or he just didn't ride that well. I, I think that was kind of more of leaning towards disappointing. Uh, Jet Lawrence probably still not feeling 100% after all his crashes. Got fifth. Uh, and then after that, it's just more of not healthy field. But uh, Josh Osby probably got a career best sixth. Uh, Hunter Sales got seventh. Devin Simonson got eighth. Thomas Dew got ninth. Luke Neese got tenth. Grant Harlan, 11th. Logan Carnow, 12th. Jeremy Hand, 13th. Kevin Morans, 14th. Vince Lauvi, 15th. Joshua Ferraras, 16th. Bobby Piazza, 17th. Scott Meshi, 18th. Uh, Wilson Fleming, 19th. Maxwell Sanford, 20th. Hunt, Hunter Scossler, 21st and uh, Lorenzo Camparese 22nd so that was the uh, 250 main event um, what we heard and what happened is Michael Moseman broke his hand in the uh, final qualifying race so he will be out until outdoors another injury happened in the 250 East uh, it sucks that these riders are getting hurt but I think everybody should be good to go by outdoors, so that should be good. And also remember that the outdoors is starting a week later, so that should be another benefit for there. Uh, next week will be the last round of the East, and then they will take one week off, and then the uh, Orlando 2 will happen where the West will start, and then they will go to Daytona, and then they will have three Arlingtons, and then they will have three Atlantas, and then they will wrap it up with two Salt Lakes. Now, on a non-Supercross-related manner, it was announced today that the MXGP series season was delayed a little bit. Uh, they are no longer starting their series on time. They are now going to be starting their series in May, which I do follow the MXGP series. I do like it. I, I do really hate it, though, that they're not going to start the series until May. So it kind of makes me think about that the MXG, the Motocross Nations may not happen. Now, they still have the Motocross Nations happening in September, but I have a feeling that the Motocross Nations probably will not happen again in 2021 now i i don't know it's kind of i have a hard time believing that they're going to pause their season halfway through it but right now they're going to open up their season may 23rd in the mxgp of the netherlands so they're hoping that the covid19 global pandemic gets better by then but we'll see because no right now it, it's just extremely frustrating because CDC and everybody else doesn't know what they're doing. So either way, that is the Supercross review for the final Indianapolis round. 
I will come back with the Orlando 1 review uh, on Sunday or Monday. Anyway, thank you for listening to this review pod, and I'm out. See ya!